Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. realized that I've been giving my power away to my wealth meaning positions for all of these years and they gave me the same they literally told me they can't help me so why am I still waiting for them hey folks Mark Devine here with the unbeatable mind podcast welcome back thanks so much for joining me again today we do not take it for granted I know your time is super valuable and you're busy and, you know, all that stuff. So awesome to have you here today. And I've got an incredible show lined up with Sean Stevenson. We're going to talk about sleep and recovery and hormonal balance and health and all sorts of cool things, which are critically important to all of us. So before I do introduce him a little bit more formally, a couple things. One, uh, if you've rated the podcast. Thank you so much for doing that. We have like 300 and some odd five-star ratings and, and that means a lot. It helps other people find it. It gives it credibility, you know, so super cool. If you haven't done it and you find yourself in front of a computer, then you know, go to iTunes or even on your phone, you probably do this. Go to iTunes and, and drop in a five-star rating. That would be killer. Uh, thank you so much in advance. And also, um, I just want to let you know about the Courage Foundation, which is our new 501c3 just recently launched. And it's been a long time dream of mine to be able to affect people who really don't have any way to engage with Seal Fit or Unbeatable Mind or Kokori or anything that I'm doing, you know, from a business standpoint, because they either can't afford it or they're, you know, or they're suffering in some way. And, you know, they're just not in their sphere of awareness. So, the Courage Foundation, which can be found at couragefoundation.net. We just held a an auction fundraiser kind of to kick things off. I think it'll probably be over by the time you're hearing this, but you can check that out at couragefoundation.net. And if you if you feel if you're inspired and want to support us, that's cool. So our mission is to to bring courage and resiliency and mental toughness to people who are suffering. And the three populations that we're working with initially uh, 2017 to 2018 are the prison uh, prisoners and their kids. And, you know, sufferers of PTSD who are at risk of suicide, you know, which is near and dear to my heart, as well as um, abused women or, or women who are victims of abuse. So we have partners already lined up in these areas. We've donated several thousand books already to the prisons and uh, we're just getting warmed up. So this is really exciting. OK, enough about that. So Sean, Sean Stevenson. Uh, author of Sleep Smarter, 21 Essential Strategies to Sleep Your Way to a Better Body, Better Health, and Bigger Success. A creator of a really successful podcast called The Model Health Show. Uh, I just met Sean. I'm totally stoked to get to know him, and we're going to get to know him together. He's going to be, uh, this is going to be really fun. All right, so I'm just going to uh, bring Sean on, and we're going to like, dig right in. Sean, thanks for making your time today and, and being part of our show. Hey, Mark, I'm totally pumped to be here. Very, very excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah, me too. And we were just talking a little bit earlier about how, how fun it is 
with these podcasts to meet new people and, you know, how I, I kind of resisted the podcast just because of the time commitment. But, and you said, you know, for you, how it's become kind of your main thing. It's so cool to be able to do this and to connect and, and, uh, you know, you're out in, um, where are you right now? Actually, uh, I thought I, I knew where you were. I live in St. Louis. That's I'm, what I was going to say. In the, yeah. in the, in the Midwest, uh, the, the heart of the country, that whole deal. So, um, okay. I'm pretty, Pretty lonely here sometimes as far as some of the people in our network, but it's a great place to live and uh, the weather is unseasonably warm, so it's all good. Yeah, we're getting a ton of rain out here and I heard it was super warm back east. Kind of interesting things going on in the environment there. So yeah, yeah, I just saw, I was going to say St. Louis because I saw that you went to the University of Missouri, St. Louis. How did you go from that studying, you know, biology, kinesiology, how did you get interested in, you know, this, this, um, field of like optimal health and the model lifestyle. Yeah. Well, I was definitely not intending on getting into the health and fitness space. Uh, When I went to college initially, I didn't really know what I would do, you know, and I took the kind of television route of like, oh, you should be a doctor or a lawyer. So I went pre-med, even though I I literally, I hated science. I hated with a passion. Even up until a few years ago, I still have nightmares about biology class and just like <laughs> not having my homework done, you know. Um, but the crazy thing is today it's my life. It is my deep, deep love and passion outside of my family. Right. Um, but I'm very, very infatuated and in love with biology, kinesiology, with uh, chemistry, biochemistry. And it's because it actually related to my life. And that's really the big problem with teaching when you go to a traditional university mm-hmm. is often left out how it applies to you. You know, right. so so many people are sitting in math class like I will never use this ever in my life. But if the teacher can find a way to make it connect to you viscerally and make it apply to who you are as a person, it changes the game. And so how that happened for me was uh, while I was kind of trucking along. And by the way, I hopped out of pre-med and I got into like business school or whatever mm-hmm. because I saw a movie. It was uh, <laughs> I don't know if people remember is a movie called Boomerang with Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was like a, a marketing guy. I was like, oh, that looks cool. I'll do that. You know, so just not having any direction. And about two years into college, I get this really strange pain that's starting to kind of radiate down my leg. And my leg is just kind of like a constant aching. And so it just wouldn't go away. And eventually I went in and got a scan done uh, of my spine and it was an MRI. And I got diagnosed with this so-called incurable disease called degenerative spinal disease, degenerative disc disease. Hmm. And I also had a degenerative bone disease. Right. Really? So well, that does not sound good. No, it's not. And my physician at the time told me he, he you know, he looked me right in my eyes and he said, uh, because I'm like, OK, how do we fix this? Like, let's go. What do we need to do? Because I'm tired of not feeling like myself. And he looked me right in my eyes and he told me that I had the spine of an 80 year old person and there was nothing I could do about it. This is just something you're going to have to deal with. And it wasn't a very compassionate answer, you know, but it did point me in a direction of, you know, prior to that moment, I'd been very kind of self-sufficient and had a level of, of courage to, you know, kind of to manage my own life. Uh, but at that time, I shifted over mentally. It pointed me in the direction of other management, of mm. others managing my life and really kind of put my hands into the uh, healthcare system, into the conventional medicine system. Mm. And and just to get right to the point, long story short with that, two and a half years go by, gained a bunch of weight, about 50 pounds. Mm. Uh, now the pain goes from acute to chronic mm. to I'm literally debilitated, like wearing a back brace afraid to go 
you know, to go to class because it's so embarrassing. And like my whole life just turned upside down and how it all changed. And this is a really simple uh, but profound thing. But by, and by the way, spoiler alert, everything worked out okay. Yeah, uh, obviously. <laughs> so what happened was I was looking at my pill bottles because I was on, I was basically like had this same pill set up as like my grandmother, mm. you know, like take these pills every day. And I had this cocktail of like Tylenol PM and Celebrex that would help me to sleep at night, prescription and over the counter. Mm. And it just all kind of came rushing in. My life was so in shambles and I was definitely in a state of depression and just kind of loss of purpose, disconnected from uh, any type of identity of who I used to be. And I realized that I'd been giving my power away to my wealth meaning physicians for all of these years. And they gave me the same, they literally told me they can't help me. So why am I still waiting for them? Right. You know, and I think wow. that's a big symptom for a lot of us, Mark, yeah. is like, we're waiting around for Superman or Superwoman to swoop in and save you. Right. You know, right. and it, life doesn't really work like that. And I really truly no. feel that, you know, life kind of helps you when you help yourself. And in that moment, I really just decided that I was going to get well. And that's a big thing because most people never do that. It's mm -hmm. more like wishy-washy. I hope this works. I'll try and see what happens. Uh, I wish that something would change, but I made a decision that it's going to change no matter what. And, you know, just to kind of wrap the story up. I'm a very analytical person by nature. And so it wasn't like the a rainbow came out and like the, 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 the I lived happily ever after. <laughs> I, I put a plan together that right. entailed three specific things. And number one was nutrition, right? Mm -hmm. I was eating what I call the, the, the tough diet, typical university food, right? And so <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> I'm like, I'm not kidding, man. Like I would go and get a dozen Krispy Kremes. I would get, you know, two double cheeseburgers, sometimes three double cheeseburgers, Biggie, everything, wow. extra large, super size, you name it. Right. And like, that's how I'm subsiding. That's how I'm living my life. And so I knew that my food was an issue, even though my physician, crazy enough, I asked him and I don't know to this day, it's like one of those small miracles in your life when you realize like there's something else at play here. Mm -hmm. But I asked him all those years ago, does this have anything to do with what I'm eating? Mm -hmm. And he looked at me like I was from another planet. And this was back in 2000. Oh my goodness. And he said, this has nothing to do with what you're eating. And so- what I came upon, and like you know this as well, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Right. Um, all of these different research articles and books detailing how your bones literally require all these specific nutrients in order to regenerate. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't getting any of that stuff mm -hmm. with my double cheeseburgers, you know? Mm -hmm. So I started to just flood my body with all these raw materials so my body had the ability to rebuild itself. That's part one. Part two was movement and exercise. Mm -hmm. And I uh, came across a study that was done on racehorses, crazy enough, and they gave the horses supplements to increase their bone density because that's a, like a multi, multi-million dollar business. Right. So they want to make sure that the horses aren't breaking bones, things like that. So they, they gave the horses supplements. So they had a control group who did nothing. They had a uh, study group, number one, who they gave supplements to, and they did increase their bone density. But they had study group number two, who they gave the horses these supplements and they walked them and found that that increased their bone density even more. Hmm. So that's really the key. And I, hopefully we could talk about that today yeah. because people look at exercise wrong. Hmm. The word exercise is derived from the word exorcism, hmm. which essentially means it gets stuff out of you that shouldn't be there. Right. But it's about assimilation, detoxification, and elimination. That's that. really yeah. what exercise, the big component as far as our human anatomy is constructed. And so I started to do what I could. You know, uh, I could deadlift 400 pounds today, but I started with 
the bar and like just walking and doing some some um, pedaling on a stationary bike. And I just went and added steps along the way. And the last component and where the story really kind of wraps up was paying attention to my sleep quality. Mm-hmm. And what the big takeaway from today is like, it's really simple yet profound is that if you're not sleeping, you're not healing. Right. You know, that's when your body releases the vast majority of anabolic hormones, reparative enzymes. And so my sleep was the biggest struggle in my life those two and a half years because mm-hmm. the pain was so bad it would wake me up if I just changed positions. Right. And so every night it was a really it was a battle and it shouldn't be like that. And so once I got my sleep dialed in due to some of the strategies we can talk about today, it's like the floodgates open. Right. You know, I lost 28 pounds in the next six weeks. I really just I didn't just get my health back. I became better. And that led to, you know, eventually I got a scan done of my spine. It was about nine months later. I regenerated the tissue that they said I couldn't uh, regenerate. My two ruptured discs retract on their own because I also had two herniated discs. And my doctor said, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. (laughs) I've never seen this before. And that's when I fired my doctor. Um, And so then the end of the story is, you know, since then I opened a practice, uh, clinical nutrition and studied biology, kinesiology in school, and just set out to really serve and help other people that were also given that that diagnosis that there's nothing that you can do, right. you know, because I truly believe that if you're here, there can always be progress. Absolutely. And so that's really what I focused on. Wow. I love that story. And I, I think it's, you know, it's testament, like the most powerful teachers are, are those who've had to endure or go through what it is they teach, right? So you you became your own laboratory. You know, you were yeah. your lab rat because out of necessity. Um, yes, and, exactly. And also, which a couple of other points, it shows me the incredible power of the mind to direct healing. Of course, it had to direct yeah. you to the information, and then you had to apply that information and, and follow through on it for a long period of time. But the body will gravitate toward optimal health when the mind decides that that's what's necessary, right? And you don't outsource your health or education or anything to the so-called experts, right? Yeah. And then the third, and this is where I kind of want to pick up next, is the the integrative nature of sleep, exercise, and nutrition. I mean, they all affect the other. It's it's like this, Yeah. Know, there's there's really no beginning and end, and nor can you separate them. <laughs> you know, if your yeah. sleep is screwed up, then you're not going to be able to exercise well, and, and you're you know if you're not exercising well, then your chances are your sleep is going to be screwed up, and nutrition affects both of those and all of the above, right? So it's this integrative kind of thing that if you make a few changes in each of those three categories, it could have a, a geometric effect on your internal balance and systems. And like you mentioned, the hormones and electrical systems, everything that's that's causing you to be healthy. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I call these things, they're all force multipliers, really, Um, especially sleep. You know, your sleep, your sleep quality radically impacts your diet. It radically impacts your exercise. Mm -hmm. And just to even give an example of that, when it comes to the relationship between diet and, and our sleep quality. So Stanford University, Uh, researchers, they did a study and they found that just one night of poor sleep quality was enough to dramatically suppress leptin, which is your body's satiety hormone, right? So then we're in this battle of will trying to not eat the cupcakes, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to not eat the salty, crispy, Mm -hmm. delicious Doritos, right? Mm -hmm. And when it's your willpower versus your biology, you can definitely will your way through a lot, like for a pretty long time, but eventually your biology is going to ask for its change. It's right. going to ask for its, its due, you know? So 
So many people are unknowingly stacking conditions against themselves that are making them make them poor cho- those poor choices, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And another big one, actually, and this is in regards because I know there's going to be a nice percentage of people who are listening who are struggling with back issues because right. it's like the number one kind of uh, call off work issue in America today. But how important hydration is, mm-hmm. and this is it's it's so simple, and people hear about this. But your the disc in between your vertebrae and your back, and I had no idea until I was hit with this and I woke up. There, it's there. It's called non-vascular. Mm-hmm. So that means that hydration doesn't get there directly, and you want them to be hydrated and juicy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was drinking. I'm not kidding. I, I was drinking maybe a cup of water a day. Mm. Most of that other space was filled with Hawaiian punch <laughs> and like. Purple stuff like purple Kool-Aid or Tang or whatever it was, you know, and so it's like I'm surprised I made it to 20 without breaking down, you know, and so and since it's non-vascular, that means that water doesn't get there directly. It's through a process called remote remote diffusion. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is this is that you have to be so hydrated like and I call it super hydration Mm -hmm. that there's enough water because your body works on a hierarchy. So first thing water you got to get to make your blood is kind of this this viscosity and the right texture is Mm -hmm. first and foremost that's where your your body's concerned about eventually it's going to get to the disc in between your spine and so um, once i started to understand that and super hydrate my system it was a total game changer and also the weight loss aspect so Mm -hmm. there was a study and this was in the journal of clinical endocrinology and i've been telling a a lot of people about this lately because you know you already know this, Mark, like two thirds of our society are either obese or uh, clinically considered to be overweight. And we're missing the ball on simple things. And there's something called water induced thermogenesis. Mm -hmm. So water induced thermogenesis. And basically what they found, these researchers published in this particular journal, very prestigious journal, is that simply by drinking about 17 ounces of water at one time, increases your metabolic rate by 30%, Hmm. right? And it's because of your body, number one, a big part of that thermogenic effect is your body heating up the water. Mm -hmm. And they recommend the water is room, quote, room temperature, which is generally around 72 degrees. Mm -hmm. And your body heating up to 98.6 adds to that kind of uh, metabolic boost that happens, Mm -hmm. right? So that's just one tiny thing. But because in some people, you know, they're trying to get enough water in, but they're sipping on it. Like, you know, the people that just to take a little sip and it's like, oh, you're going to die. You know, you got to stop sipping on that water. You got to right. get a guzzle in. Right. And so I recommend people do this every day is when they first wake up in the morning, I call it taking an inner bath mm-hmm. and you drink at least 20 to 30 ounces of water to kick that metabolism on. And also it flushes out all the metabolic waste that you accumulated while you were sleeping. Mm-hmm. And that could be a game changer in and of itself. That's terrific. In fact, that's part of our morning ritual for MBL Mind. That's awesome. So if I was recommending just a 12-ounce glass of water, so you recommend a little bit more than that. Yes, yes. The more, the merrier. And, you know, sometimes people have uh, – they're not they're not that uh, attracted to drinking water. So sure. you know, I also talk about ways of, like, spicing up your water, making your, your agua a little bit more uh, attractive. So, you know, you can maybe add a little bit of uh, mint or there's like those fusion bottles. You can add some fruit or veggies mm-hmm. to, and that actually provides more electrons to the water that makes it more hydrating, you know? So there's a bunch of different things to make the water more attractive. Some people like warm water, yeah. you know, whatever it is you got to do, just make sure you get that in. Cause it, it can definitely change the game. Not so tasty, but a lot of my friends are, are adding a little Himalayan sea salt to their water. Yep. And I'm not sure exactly what that does, but they say it's very healthy for you. I'm sure it is. It's yeah. Similar. Yeah. This podcast episode is brought to you by Organifi. Now, we all know that 
green juice is good for us, but juicing is a pain. It costs a fortune and it's super time consuming. At least that's my story. Uh, I don't juice. So that's why I opt for Organifi green juice as an alternative because it's super easy, super tasty. It's an organic superfood green juice powder. Just add it to your water and stir it up. It dissolves almost immediately. Drink it and it will help sustain your energy throughout the day. It'll reduce stress over time. And best part is it really tastes good. So check it out. To get your micronutrients from a superfood green juice, use Organifi. I think stuff is great. Go to Organifi.com and these guys are super generous. I know the founder and they have offered a 20% discount to you on your order. So go to Organifi.com, use the code UNBEATABLE at checkout and get 20% off your order. And uh, that link is also listed below in the show notes to this episode. Organifi.com. Hoo-yah. Well, that's awesome. So the other thing about water is, you know, back to back to all the you know hormonal balance. I mean, it, it, your body is you know in homeostasis. So if you're dehydrated, then there's not enough fluid to balance out, you know, right. the, the toxins in your body, and so they tend you tend to get acidic, and you know everything starts to get a little bit off. Oh man, it's it, it's so simple, isn't it? Yeah. But you know, the thing is, it's like we today we're always on the eye, like we're looking out for complexity right. for whatever reason. And it's right. because, you know, our world today, it seems very complex, but there are fundamental laws yeah. of life. There are fundamental laws of how the universe works. Right. And we've, since we're, you know, talking about water, just a few of the things that we're talking about here is water, hydration levels in your body is responsible for maintaining your DNA, mm-hmm. right? So just even a 5% drop in your hydration level can damage your DNA. Hmm. Facilitating processes by your mitochondria. So that's like the energy power plants in mm-hmm. your cells. Uh, your blood, like I mentioned earlier, is in about 90% water that transfers all the oxygen and nutrients throughout mm-hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing all these other things, you know, like you're kicking, kicking butt in the gym and you're even doing Mark's program, but you're not doing something as simple as making sure you're getting adequate amounts of water in during the day, mm-hmm. this can really gum up your results. And it's like, why, why, why am I not getting the results? I must need to exercise more, right? right? right. Instead of getting back to basics, right? right? Getting back to basics. And uh, just to throw out this little tip here, the baseline that I recommend in just doing this stuff clinically over the years is drinking about half of your body weight in ounces every day. Right. Um, so what that means is if you're a 150 pound person, you're going to shoot for 75 ounces minimum of hydration, of water, not not sunny delight, but mm-hmm. water, right? And mm-hmm. then use that, and then that's the baseline. But then if you're very active, if you're doing a lot of, you know, you're outside doing work in the sun and you're sweating, then you need to build up from there. But that's the baseline, absolute minimum. Right. I love the idea of, you know, everyone's looking for complexity. And we have this saying at Unbeatable Mind that we're looking for the simplicity on the other side of complexity. Because you can, you know, you can look at, let's take nutrition, for example. You know, there's this dizzying array of diets and theories and everything. But ultimately, you know, when you boil down, is you know, the idea is to fuel yourself effectively when your body needs it and to hydrate yourself effectively and to breathe effectively. And the fueling just needs to be real food, right, in, in, in modest quantities. So there you have it. Right. There's your nutrition program. Hydrate well, breathe well. And those, you know, that takes practice and awareness like you were alluding to. Right. You got to do the work. Right. It's, it's not most people 
don't have the discipline to drink their half their body weight in ounces every day. And then breathing is one of the big training uh, tools for unbeatable mind is to learn how to get the, the right amount of oxygen into your body. And then food, just eat real food, you know, real healthy food. <laughs> and we know what that is right. now. And there's plenty of sources. It's not like, you know, they're hiding that stuff from us anymore. You know, exactly. You know, all we have to do is really um, today we're, we're really bombarded. You know, we're overflowing with this data. Right. Uh, but again, that can add to the idea of complexity. Right. You know, something I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I've been talking to these like just world class experts when it comes to high intensity interval training, mm -hmm. like talking to the guys who've been like in the lab, taking muscle biopsies and looking at people's mitochondria when they're mm -hmm. doing high intensity interval training versus long distance cardio. Mm -hmm. One of the things that scares people off from doing the things we're talking about, the simple actions, is that we have a subconscious belief that it's gonna take a long time. There's so many different things. Like we, mm -hmm. like what's recommended is basically 150 minutes minimum of exercise you need to get in a week of mm -hmm. cardio. That's mm -hmm. the baseline of cardio you need to do, quote cardio. And what's advised, like a better end of the spectrum is 300 minutes a week. And people are like, I can't, that's too much. I don't have the time, mm -hmm. which is the number one reason people give for not exercising. Yeah. Not understanding, like the research shows that we can get a greater gain in your mitochondria uh, density, how many mitochondria you have, fat loss, cardiac function, by doing four minutes mm -hmm. of high intensity reps versus 150 minutes of traditional cardio. Mm -hmm. you know, So yeah. it's just really changing our mind and looking at, I, I, this is why this show is so important, Mark, yeah. and I'm so happy and, and proud that you made this show possible. Same thing we're doing with my show mm -hmm. is making it a filter so that people can get the right information. Yeah. They've got the documentation to back it up so that they know that this is what actually works and we can cut away all the clutter. No, I agree with you. And, you know, and, and on the exercise, the, the simplicity on the other side of the complexity is just that, that, you know, that, that the exercise can, it needs to be functional, needs to be mobile, meaning you have to, uh, we want to be able to move our bodies through full ranges of motion and, and intensity, you know, intense to get that metabolic effect. Nowhere in there did I have to say, say it had to be long. You know what I mean? Right. And my, my workout, my personal workouts have, you know, when, when you include the, the prep and the, the, you know, mobility and the post recovery and yoga are like 30 minutes long, you know, 30 to 40 minutes long. And the high intensity interval part is 12 to 15 minutes, max right. 20 minutes. And like you said, can be super short, sometimes six or seven minutes. And that's good. I mean, I'm done. I'm good for the day. And if I do any other work, it's going to be more of a, a recovery yoga or walk or, you know, martial arts training or something like that, which is more skill specific. And so, and people look at me and say, well, but Mark, you know, you propose these crazy long workouts for seal fit. And my answer is, well, that's because it's a very specific skill, right. skill, set of skills we're trying to develop for those special ops athlete, warrior, warrior athlete, which require them to be able to do things that are really unique, like Superman type stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to optimal health, you know, even they will say when they're on deployment, you know, 20, 30 minutes of, of a CrossFit wad is what, you know, what's going to keep them going and, and it's all they need. Exactly. That's what it really boils down to is what is your goal? Right. You know, what is your goal? If you just want to have a, if you want to expand your, your health span, which is what I've been talking with, uh, talking about a lot lately, our health span versus our disease span. Mm. You know, first of all, there's a premise that psychologically many of us feel that 
health is simply the absence of disease. Mm, no, I agree and that's, that. that's not really, that's not how it works. That's not true. Health, in my opinion, is vitality, is energy, is fitness to be able to do the things that you want to do when you want to do them. And what we're finding now is that we can extend our health span via there's this whole topic that we could get into possibly talking about our telomeres, mm-hmm. right? So these are at the ends of our chromosome. Basically, our telomeres, to make it really simple, they're biological markers that essentially tell us how long we're going to live. Right. If anything, tell us how long we're going to live healthfully. And I just talked with the, the co-author of and this woman. She won a freaking Nobel Prize for this discovery of telomerase mm-hmm. that can literally add length back onto these telomeres and essentially make you younger. Basically, your body's printing out younger copies of you. And I know this is for certain because that's what happened to me. I had the spine of an 80-year-old person, hmm. all right? And and I turned back the clock. But I'm not talking about, we're not going to get into weird like immortality stuff, but you can't help but start to think that way. But mm-hmm. what they really found is that you definitely can live healthfully to 90 or 100 years old and not lose function because I don't know about you, but when I'm 90, I still want to be getting busy. I still want to be able to to do my work. And when I say get busy, I mean with my wife, you know, and that makes me think of like Jack LaLanne, you know, mm-hmm. he lived to be, I think it was 95 or 96 mm-hmm. or something. And in an uh, interview close to his last couple of years, you know, he was still having a, a healthy sex life and he was mm-hmm. happy. I think it was his uh, like 70 fifth birthday like he he swam from alcatraz carrying like 70 boats or something <laughs> no, you know that's that. what's possible that's right. what's possible and it's really adhering to like finding those things that help to modulate and extend our health span right. and it again boils down to basics I, i've got to say this i'm so glad that you are one of the people that are out there because when people see you they're just like mark is the truth you know, like he's the walking, talking representation of what health and performance looks like. And you're telling people to breathe. Right. You're telling them to breathe. And it's so, it can go over our heads. But and I want to add a little something to this, because maybe this can shift some people's perspective and just drop this knowledge bomb. But the and people could go just go to Dr. Google and check this out. It was the University of New South Wales in Australia. Mm-hmm. All right. University of New South Wales in Australia. And what they discovered is that when you lose weight, the majority of your the weight that you lose is breathed out. Right, I remember that as carbon story. dioxide. Right, crazy, huh? Okay, but so you are literally ex- like Caesar Milan is the is the dog whisperer. You are fat whisperer. Right, <laughs> you literally are breathing out fat, and that capacity for you to do so is based on your ability to breathe properly, to breathe deeply, and of course, there's the other components of like being able to actually lock. Uh, unlock those stored fatty acids and use right. them as fuel and get them burned off. Of course, we understand that. Right. But and, if and that have, comes from the interval training, right? Because that's exactly. gonna, that's going to turn and the, and the nutrition. So you you know you're you're building the right kind of fat stores and you're you're mobilizing fat for fuel before you're storing it and all that kind of stuff. Precisely. And, and you're exhaling. You're exhaling it. You know because fat will break down into the base elements and then you're exhaling it and you're sweating it out. Precisely. Interesting. You know. So what we would normally think and so what we would just kind of unconsciously would think that if we're breaking a good sweat, we're losing weight and that water, the, the it, we're talking about less than 10 percent of the weight that you lose is via water. And the, the majority of that is via your breathing. And so just to give a couple of numbers and people can go to I, 
it was BMJ. It was a journal BMJ and check it out. And so I believe that these numbers are correct, but don't quote me precisely, but I'm pretty sure. And what they found was that 10 kilograms of fat, when it's oxidized, about eight and a half kilograms of that is converted and excreted as carbon dioxide, Hmm. all right, via the lungs. And about 1.5 kilograms is discarded via water. Mm -hmm. All right. So please understand when Mark is talking about making sure that you are breathing optimally and learning how to actually use the capacity of your lungs, the benefits that it has for your parasympathetic nervous Mm -hmm. system, the benefits that it has for your blood chemistry, and also literally being able to breathe that fat off. All right. So and I'm I'm kind of really simplifying the the process because, again, you have to have the other components. But this is how your body is actually getting rid of fat. Right. Yeah. And it's again, it's there's no chicken before the egg in this story. I mean, sleep, exercise and fuel in the form of water, breath and, you know, macronutrients, they all work together. And the, the you know, you could literally choose one thing. I feel like an infomercial right now. Choose one thing in each of those categories to work on right now. And there's that geometric effect that it has. It'll make you so much healthier in just a few days. And then just right. imagine that trajectory you set yourself on. But let's talk about sleep now because I think there's so much we can do. And most people just kind of ignore that piece. But that's where it all kind of comes together. That's where the magic happens, the recovery and the sleep cycle, both psychologically, processing you know, mental, emotional patterns. Uh, your body's recovering. Your bones are healing. Your muscles are repairing. Hormones are getting rebalanced. Your stores of energy getting restocked. It's like, it's magic. Like sleep is so important. So let's talk about some of the simplicity on the other side of complexity when it comes to sleep. You know, where where do we even start with it? Like how much, how much sleep should we be getting uh, in your opinion every night? Oh, that's such a good question. You know, and so this was about five years ago. And when I was uh, running my clinic And I would see people coming in and we had an exceptional rate of uh, assistance for things like type 2 diabetes. We had about a 79, 80% reversal rate for type 2 diabetes, Mm -hmm. adult onset. So helping people to get off metformin and sometimes insulin and really to turn their whole thing around. But ironically, it would keep me up a little bit at night thinking about the other 20%. Mm -hmm. Like, what is wrong? You know, are they lying to me? Is it like, and I go through all these different things to try to figure out why this person isn't getting the results all these other people are. And it finally clicked, and this was about half a decade ago, to start asking people about things outside of their nutrition and exercise. And you would think that I'd know since sleep was such a huge part of my recovery, but I started asking people about their sleep and my jaw just like, I had to keep hold, like, you know how you sit on your desk and you put your hand on your chin? <laughs> like I had to keep my mouth closed because you know, my jaw would just be dropping to the table uh, when I would hear about people's sleep experience. And so um, what I did was I set out to find, because one of the big things with helping people to change their lives and recover is ease of implementation and being able to have a simple on-ramp. <laughs> Because if it's if you got to turn your world upside down too much for the majority of people, sure. they're gonna they're gonna tuck their tail in and run. That's why dieting and so, doesn't work. Exactly. So what we're gonna do here is, I, and I made this decision. I'm gonna find clinically proven strategies that people can implement, and sometimes not even changing their life much at all. Maybe like 0.5 percent, like a tiny change, that they can immediately get results in their sleep quality. Mm-hmm. And so that was really the birthing of the first um, kind of like, first of all, testing it out clinically and then doing some shows about it. So I started my show very soon after that because I was testing the concept. 
and I was pushing these ideas out in culture. So a lot of things that people are hearing today about their electronics and about the impact of exercise on sleep and things like that, I really helped to get out there. And even Ariana Huffington, who wrote a book on sleep as well, she used my book in research, you know? And so it really hit a chord with people because this was kind of the missing component. So when it comes to how much sleep we should be getting, I have to give this important caveat, which is it's not necessarily about sleeping more. It's about sleeping better Mm -hmm. and having very efficient sleep cycles. That's the key. You know, there are people who are getting basically, you know, when we talk about food, we know everybody is really getting this, that a calorie is not a calorie. It's just, it doesn't really work like that, that a calorie of Twinkies is the same as a calorie of broccoli, Mm -hmm. right? It impacts your hormones very differently. So 300 calories of Twinkies is going to do a very different thing to your body than 300 (laughs) calories of broccoli. And so what I liken that to is today, many people are getting what I call Twinkie sleep, right? They're getting these sleep minutes in, right? They may be, they're sleeping seven hours, but they're still waking up feeling like a, like a rusty, crusty, dirty gym sock. Like they just feel horrible. <laughs> and like snooze is like their, that's their morning every day. And so it's because their sleep cycles are not functioning properly, you know, their brain waves. And so that's what I wanted to look at. How can we optimize people's sleep so they don't necessarily have to sleep more? Mm-hmm. Now, the outside of that, it is recommended for the vast majority of the population, unless they got this kind of a mutated gene, is that they are getting in the ballpark of seven to, to nine hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of depending on your genetic makeup. Right. Okay. But I've seen firsthand and working with some of the top performers in the game, you know, and from entrepreneurs to athletes and seeing that sometimes they're getting six hours of sleep, but there's those, like a rock star six hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. That's better than some people's nine. Mm-hmm. And so... What I want to share with people is this. We were talking a little bit earlier about that release of fat via our breathing. Well, what's so crazy is the University of Chicago did a study and they had these individuals uh, do a traditional kind of calorie restricted diet and they monitored their results and they allowed them to get eight and a half hours of sleep during this phase of the study. A different phase of the study, same people, they had them on the same exact diet. Now they sleep deprived them. They took away three hours of sleep. Now they're getting five and a half hours. At the end of the study, they found that when people were getting adequate amounts of sleep, they lost 55% more body fat Mm. simply from sleeping more. All right. And so, and one of the things to put out there for everybody, if you are sleeping more, chances are you're probably going to be getting, dipping into the regenerative stages of sleep. But I want people to really understand that and to dig even further. What, why does that happen? Well, Sleep is probably the biggest influence on epigenetic triggers in your hormones. Mm -hmm. So even more so than your exercise, even more so than your diet because of the impact of melatonin. People know about melatonin as this glorified sleep hormone, but first of all, it's probably your body's most powerful anti-cancer hormone as well. Mm. And studies across the board, people just go and type in melatonin and go to Dr. Google, type in melatonin and cancer and just be blown away when you look at the, the, the nurses study that found that, you know, nurses who are working the night shift, uh, the overnight doing the shift work had 30% greater incidence of breast cancer. Whoa. Also the world health organization coming out and calling shift work working overnight is a class two, a carcinogen. Wow. Right. But you don't hear about this on no, the news, you, don't. you know, we're too busy looking at what happened with the Oscars, you know, mm-hmm. but And the thing is, it's right there in black and white. And it's because it's regulating your day and night cycle and you fall out of 
tune with that too easily, it could be a problem. Last thing I want to mention with melatonin is uh, another study, and this was in the journal Pineal Research, found that melatonin has this really powerful ability to activate more brown adipose tissue mm-hmm. okay, or bat, all right? Brown adipose tissue, bat fat, all right? Kind of like bat, bat, Lego Batman, like <laughs> never mind. Um, bat bat fat. Fat. I like that. So We the, want bat fat. Bat fat is good. Yes, this brown adipose tissue yeah. burns the white adipose tissue, the kind of gooey stuff that people right. are trying to get rid of. Right. And so melatonin, it's crazy. The sleep hormone does that. So these are the underlying mechanisms plus the, the impact on testosterone. We could talk about the impact on human growth hormone, yeah. the impact on regulating estrogen and estradiol. And I can go on and on and on. Insulin, yeah. it's really a game changer once you get your sleep dialed in. I only publicly support companies and products that I personally use and have found valuable. So I wanted to tell you about Qualia. Now, I'm not a supplement geek. I don't find them useful if I'm fueling properly. But when it comes to my cognitive strength and brain health, I am excited about the emerging industry of nootropic supplements. I've been testing Qualia, designed by my friends at the Neurohacker Collective, for several months now. And it's on the bleeding edge of nootropic research and has become the one supplement that I won't go without on a daily basis. Qualia stimulates what's called broad-spectrum cognitive enhancement, which involves optimizing multiple cognitive variables simultaneously rather than focusing on a single variable. For example, it brings me greater ability to focus and makes me feel more connected while not diminishing my overall awareness of the environment. I experience a systematic enhancement of my brain's ability to take in and process information without any stimulating effect, which would make me feel agitated like caffeine, or depleted after the effect wears off. Now, for a busy entrepreneur and athlete like me, it's a no-brainer to invest in my brain health with Qualia. You can get on the Qualia bandwagon with me by visiting neurohacker.com, that's N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R.com, and use the code UNBEATABLEMIND15R, that's UNBEATABLEMIND15R, to get 15% off the life of your order. Trust me on this one, you won't be disappointed with Qualia. Yeah, so I, I mentioned earlier that I have this friend, Dr. Kirk Parsley. He's a he's a SEAL SEAL team guy who then left to, to get a doc his doctor, you know, his MD. I think he did that through the, you know, the military health system. Then he came back and was a doctor for the SEALs. And he got really into sleep because he started, you know, these SEALs were coming to him just kind of like completely wrecked, totally fatigued, no, no energy. Um, their performance was being affected and he, he studied them and he found out that as a result of their lack of sleep from extended combat tours, they had the testosterone level of like 13 year old girls. Can you imagine that? Crazy, crazy. These big, tough Navy SEALs. And, uh, what he was telling me is that through his research, it, it was the first four hours of sleep every night that was the most critical for restoring and rebalancing all these hormones that you were just talking about. And if you, and if you missed an hour of that first four hours or it didn't work out so well for you, then you put like a pound of fat on, you know, a week. So you, you ended up, you know, gaining 17 or 20 some odd pounds over the course of, of a year, or maybe it was a pound a month or something like that. Does that ring true to you? Or is that in your experience, something that you've seen? Definitely, definitely right off the bat. And, yeah. um, this is why I tell people too, that Timing your sleep is like timing an investment, you know, <laughs> right. And really it's, it's not necessarily how much you invest, but when you invest right. and really maximizing that first chunk of sleep, right. you know? And so what the research shows is that 
the window between like 9 p.m. and 1 a.m. in the in the morning, mm -hmm. that window there is really it's called the anabolic window hmm. uh, by some experts. And so you're going to get the greatest secretion if you're ad adhering to certain things we'll talk about to kind of share some tips, adhering to principles that help your body release melatonin, you're going to get the greatest release. You're also going to have the greatest release of human growth hormone, a reparative enzymes. And also in that first four hours, that's when you're spending the most time in stage three right. non-REM sleep, right? right? Quote, right. deep sleep, delta waves, and also the stage two, where you're getting a lot of the kind of brain consolidation, mind, memory consolidation, all that good stuff. So bottom line is that. And last thing, and then we'll jump into some tips. Yeah. I've got to share this with the testosterone. And there's a specific study, and I've been telling people a lot about this one. This was in the Journal of the American Medical Association, guys. So again, very prestigious journal. And they confirmed that young men, we're not talking about older fellows, young men who were sleep deprived just one week getting five or less hours of sleep per night saw their testosterone levels drop about 15%. No kidding. And that might not sound like a lot, but that's basically you're suddenly 10, 15 years older as mm -hmm. far as what that diagram would look like. So, and we, the good news is we can recover from this stuff. You're mm -hmm. going to have intense moments of training. You're going to have intense moments of life, but employing some of the things that we're going to talk about right now, just drop some tips can help to instantly turn your your sleep quality around. Nice. Yeah, so let's get into those tips and you know, see see what we can learn and what we do to improve our sleep. Sure, sure. So first thing is and uh, this is a really special chapter that I talked about in my book that I it's is very very special to me because it changed my paradigm when I found this out. And it's the the title of this chapter was Sleep Your Fix Your Gut to Fix Your Sleep. Mm. And Man, I'm already kind of just getting like it's it's it just blew my mind when I found this out a couple of years ago and it still just really resonates with me. I was shocked because I was not taught this in a traditional university. All right. When I was taught about melatonin, I was taught that it's produced by your pineal gland End of story. Mm. Well, what the researchers found and I cited this in the book is that there's 400 times more melatonin located in your gut than what? in your brain. Really? Yes. No Crazy, crazy stuff. All right. So this is where the whole show is really going on. We're talking yeah. about this. And um, at a really prestigious universities all across the country, they've been really diving in and breaking this stuff down and looking at what's going on and specifically uh, Caltech. And they found it the, the impact that your, your bacteria has on your body's production of sleep-related neurotransmitters and hormones. So mm. uh, when, when we're in the conversation, I know you've probably talked about this on your show a bunch mm -hmm. of times, but taking care of that microbiome right. is of the utmost importance. Sure. All right. So we have to make sure that we're treating those guys well, we're keeping the good guys in power, and keeping the kind of opportunistic bacteria in check. Yeah. And so some people have dysbiosis where that's upside down. Mm -hmm. So I talk about, and we could do a whole show just talking about what to do about that. Mm -hmm. But bottom line is, you want to make sure that you are not making it friendly for them yeah. by eating processed foods, by drinking chlorinated water. Mm -hmm. As much as you can avoid that stuff because they love it mm -hmm. because chlorinated water is like a little uh, like a little missile that goes off in your gut and it kills the good bacteria mm -hmm. as well. Right. So that's part one. And part two is making sure you're getting in an ample amount of uh, resistant starch and probiotic foods and or supplements for some people right. so that they can actually thrive. 
and, and collinate because some people take a lot of these different probiotic supplements and wonder why it's not working mm-hmm. to reverse their uh, dysbiosis or their irritable bowel syndrome. You also have to have the resistant starch included in there as well. And so a paleo paradigm, we might not acknowledge like sprouted grain bread. For some people, that might be just the thing that they need or right. some um, soaked and sprouted beans. But right. for some other people, it could be sweet potato can help. It could be tiger nuts and things mm-hmm. like that. And when I say tiger nuts, I'm not talking about actual tiger nuts. If people <laughs> have heard tiger nuts, it's like, man, that sounds I, really exotic. all the time. <laughs> you know? got to capture the was, tiger first. On a safari, I got a whole jar. It's not that. All right. This is, uh, and people just go to Dr. Google and look it up. And you can like use it as like a, 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 a flower and even making like cookies and things like that. Right. So that's number one. Fix your gut to fix your sleep. Add in also good sleep nutrients. Mm. So number one. Uh, and I'm not going to put these in a specific order, but I'll sure. share two. Number one, magnesium. It's probably our biggest mineral deficiency in our world today. But why does this matter with sleep? Well, this is like our kind of number one anti-stress mineral. So it helps right. to really relax your nervous system. And there was a study that was uh, that I cited that they did a study on insomniacs to find out all of them were deficient in magnesium, chronically mm-hmm. deficient. Mm-hmm. And by elevating their magnesium levels, they were able to reverse many of the symptoms of their insomnia. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. That one thing, because it's responsible for over 300 biochemical processes mm-hmm. in your body. So make sure you get your magnesium levels up. I like topical magnesium that you rub onto your skin mm-hmm. rather than oral magnesium, which you could do that as well. But if you take too much of an oral magnesium, which you might need more than what you're getting from your food and from supplements, it'll cause diarrhea. So you got to be careful with magnesium. Mm -hmm. Uh, But food first, definitely food first, topical Mm -hmm. second. Mm -hmm. Last good sleep nutrient, vitamin C. As crazy as it sounds, we know about this for like scurvy, you know, like people know about that for the immune system, but not for sleep. And the Public Library of Science did a study and found that people who had interrupted sleep that were deficient in vitamin C, once they elevate their vitamin C levels, they were able to optimize their sleep cycle. Mm, so nice, that's number nice. one, get good sleep nutrients. Last tip is, you know, if we want to add another bonus one in here, we can, but timing your exercise, mm, all right? Nice. Timing of your exercise can be a game changer. Right. And Appalachian State University did a study and they had exercisers train at three different times out the course of the study and track their results. And they found that morning exercisers spend more time in the most anabolic deep stages of sleep. Mm-hmm. They they generally sleep longer, and they also have a 25% greater drop in blood pressure at night, mm-hmm. which is that's correlated with the parasympathetic nervous system activation. Mm-hmm. All right, all of that by getting in some morning activity, and it's really as simple as that. That doesn't mean you can't do a workout later if you got a jujitsu class at six, but get some morning activity in because clinically, what I call that is a cortisol reset. Right. It helps to get your cortisol level peaked in the morning like it should be. And clinically, we would see people that are, we call them tired and wired. So the cortisol is too low in the morning and too high at night. Right. And simply by getting some exercise in in the morning can help to reset that. And these are the kind of things that we would implement in the clinic to see some really quick results. And there's actually 21 strategies that we talk about in Sleep Smarter, but there's a low-hanging fruit there that people That's can awesome. impl- implement. I'm sure people can find more information in your book or on your uh, website your, or on your podcast too. So your book is what? Sleep Smarter, 21 Essential Strategies to Sleep Your Way to Better Body Health, Better better Body, Better Health, and Bigger Success. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Uh, available at Amazon, obviously, and elsewhere. Yeah, everywhere that you buy your books, Barnes & Noble, all that got good it. stuff. And little side note, I got to share this. I just yeah. found out uh, on Monday 
that it's number one in the U.S. in health and fitness on audiobook. Right on. Um, so people could check it out there on Audible as well. And of course, we talk about all this stuff on the Model Health Show as yeah. well. So wherever people are listening to this incredible podcast, uh-huh. this you're doing, Mark. I just before we got on today, I started listening to your show and the people that you're bringing for everybody, the yeah. the mindset that you're bringing, and walking your talk is really remarkable. And so I just want to thank you for doing the work that you're doing. And anywhere that people listening to this podcast, they can find the Model Health Show as well. Awesome. And uh, just really grateful to, to to talk with you today, man. Yeah, Sean, it's been awesome. I, you know, I'm super stoked. I really want to do a follow up because this stuff is so important. I know we just scratched the surface. So <laughs> let's plan on doing that uh, maybe later this year. That'd be terrific. And is there anything that, that I can do for you? Then let me know if you want to get out of St. Louis and come to California, <laughs> come to our Kokoro camp and test yourself, then just let me know. We're, all, we're here for you, buddy. Oh, I think it's already done. Mark, <laughs> thank you so much for the offer. Yeah. And uh, again, thank you for the work you're doing. All right, Sean. Thanks, buddy. Stay on for just a second. All right, everyone, you heard it. Sean Stevenson, check out his book. Check out The Model Health Show on iTunes. Check out uh, themodelhealthshow.com if you don't want to go to iTunes. Um, and uh, like you said, go to Docker Google if you can't figure any of that out and just... <laughs> type Sean Stevenson. That's the easiest way to do it. That's usually what I do and support him. He's doing great work. And, you know, I'll throw a little plug in every, every one of his tips is spot on. And there's so much more that, that I know he wanted to share, but when it comes to gut health, man, that's so important. And, um, the things that I do, the supplements that I do or work on are not supplements, but the food I use to help with my gut health or kombucha. If you haven't done kombucha or kombucha, I'm not sure how you say it. It's awesome. Right, Sean? I mean, it's very, very good for your health and very tasty. And now you can find it in most, most, you know, most main stores. And then um, you might have heard me talk about a new product. And this is something, Sean, you might be interested in checking out is um, I got a buddy and I invested in, you know, so spoiler alert, but I invested in his company because I believe so much in it. Connor Young has created something called Ample Meal. And this is a, a extraordinarily healthy uh, powdered meal that comes in a bottle. And it's preloaded with, with prebiotics and probiotics and all the nutrients you want, and it's got an ample supply of protein, carbohydrate, and fat from all the right sources. I mean, it's really incredible that he's been able to do this. I've been waiting for this product for years. So it, it, it'll replace the MRE eventually for the military, and um, it's just awesome. And so I look at that, and I, it's like my my secret weapon. If, as long as I have one of those a day, I know I'm getting all the micronutrients plus a full 600-calorie meal and tons of really good fat from like macadamia nuts and kale and all that kind of stuff. It's Pretty cool. Have you ever heard of that, Sean? The Ample Meal yet? I haven't, but my ears are perked. Yeah, check it out. AmpleMeal.com or I'd be happy to tee you up with an intro to Connor, you know, if you wanted to talk to him and try it out and get some samples for for your peeps uh, on your podcast because I think it's going to be big and it certainly helped me out. For for people like us who are really busy, you know, I I drink one as my morning meal uh, before and after or before, during and after my morning workout. I just kind of use it as my hydration slash fuel source. And it's, it's been a game changer for me. I love it. Anyways, that was also a little plug because I'm an investor. So totally honest here, guys. <laughs> that's, the, that's what we're all about here, right? Transparency. All right, Sean, thanks again. You rock. I look forward to staying in touch. Everybody else, stay focused, train hard, do the work. That's where the magic is the daily work show up put out do your training physically mentally emotionally intuitionally spiritually and the results will happen and relax don't worry you know don't don't take yourself too seriously just do the work and everything else will fall into place you guys rock thanks for paying attention 
We'll see you next week. Hoo-yah. Divine out. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.